On the All American Dream Podcast, we are a team of title experts on a mission to provide valuable and tangible advice that will help you grow into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. This kind of growth takes time and effort, but we're here for the long haul and ready to put in the work. Are you? On today's podcast, we have Tyler Miller, realtor and team leader of the Tyler Miller team with eXp Realty. Tyler started his career in 2015 and has sold over a thousand plus homes. We discuss what it takes to be a team leader and grow a team. And Tyler shares his obstacles that he had to overcome in his real estate career and the secrets you need to know on how to avoid them. So Tyler, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, so a lot of people, like they say their passion is real estate or they have like real estate in their blood. But for you, that's actually like really legitimately the right. case. You are the third generation realtor of your family and you dove into the business in 2015. So what made you dive in kind of just because like your dad did it and you thought, okay, this sounds like fun or what kind of tell us how you started in real estate? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a choice because it is in my blood. For sure. <laughs> um, I was born with this passion of, uh, of just helping people and, and making their dreams come true. But, um, and I got into real estate full time in 2015, but actually I got my license when I was um, 18 back in 2006. Mm. So you can imagine like me in this um, suit that's way too big for me <laughs> because I mean, there's it was just the style, you know, the baggy suits and the shaved um, head because I was still an athlete in my mind. You yeah. know? Um, so it's like that that was uh, that was an experience. Um, but shout out to my my very first clients, Jimmy and Allie Quintana. They still live in the house I showed or I sold to them and they looked at 100 houses. That was my very first client wow. ever. Wow. Um, Welcome to real estate. Yeah. So I got a, <laughs> I definitely uh, um, took my. Uh, or uh, I definitely uh, dealt with a lot that first um, transaction, but they were great. But um, so going back to why I got into real estate, um, my dad, he had been in real estate since 85 when I, I was born in 86. So uh, he just, you know, I was always around it. I would be, uh, I remember vividly, um, you know, he had every cell phone imaginable. He had like the briefcase cell phone. He had the big brick cell phone. Um <laughs> And it the, was just the he, Saved by the Bell like cell phone. That's right, how I think of right. it. Yeah, yeah. He always he always was working, um, but always made time for us too. So I never looked at it as a bad thing. But um, like there was one time we're driving down the down the and this happened many times. But we're driving down the road. This is before the internet, so we had the King's Map book. Um, I don't know if you guys oh, remember, I remember those. those. Yeah. But you know he's he's on the phone taking notes, and he's like just throws the you know map book back. It's like find, find this address, find this place to go and just tell me how to get there. And like, that was just a constant, um, in our life of just, you know, always working in real estate. And, and he also had a lot of like amazing, um, friends and like just people that were basically, you know, my like uncles growing up because of just different business partners he had. So I was always very fond of it. Um, and I was working at Dairy Queen when I was 18 and he was like, you know what, you can just jump into real estate. Maybe you sell a house or two and you make more than you would at Dairy Queen all summer. So I was the blizzard expert at the champ and Dairy Queen. <laughs> so it was tough to leave that, but I decided to jump in and, um, you know, immediately just caught this like fever for it. 
Um, but in my mind, I was going to be this uh, corporate marketing person. I wasn't going to. Between 06 and 15? Yes. That was the goal? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, time. I'm going to go to college. I went to St. John's University. Um, and I think, honestly, that helped with my real estate career because people knew me kind of as a realtor, even though I really wasn't doing it, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. So when I became a full-time realtor in, in 2015, like I just hit the ground running and to this day, I've still never had as um, fortunate of a, uh, uh, a closing happen or a, a client fall into my lap as my very first one when I was full-time. Um, this was back when like Facebook was still newish, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think, I don't know when I got a Facebook account, like. I don't know, 2008. I was going to say probably somewhere in there, right? Yeah. So it was still newish. And I remember I was scrolling through like my newsfeed at the time. And like one of my friends from high school is like, just paid off this debt check. Next step, buy a house. And I was like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) I sell real estate. You know, like it was like my first week in in the business full time. And uh, she's like, let's do it. And that was uh, Kelly Rosengren. So thank you. But uh, I don't know, it just, it was, uh, I was very nervous about getting into it because my wife was working um, overnights as a, as a nurse mm. and we uh, were just uh, welcoming our son, our firstborn, Jameson, into the world. And it was, you know, a big leap of faith, but luckily my wife could support us. Um, we had bought a very inexpensive house when the market was down in 09 and just got lucky. So... Um, yeah, I had every, everything, um, available for me to succeed and I had the right mentor with my father and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's a, it was just a whirlwind, but I remember asking people like some of the agents in the office that have been doing it for a long time. I'm like, Hey, like I need to sell one house a month to survive. Do you think I could do that? <laughs> and they, they both just kind of looked at me and they're like, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and, I, and at the time I'm like. I like if that happened, like I hit the lottery, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the first year, I think I sold 28 houses myself with like no assistant, nothing. This is like kind of before teams were a thing. Or really, you know, yeah. so like and like, you know, I love my dad, but he, you know, he didn't really know much about teams at that point either. So um, <clears throat> it was uh, it was the most stress I've ever been in my life that first year. Um, but it worked out and uh just kept on going. I didn't have time to slow down or think about what I was doing. It was just working and I had to keep on building and refining our systems, you know? So So then, you know, your dad didn't have like the team mentality. And so then what then started into your career that you were like, okay, I think I need to have a team. Like what made that just because you became busier or how kind of did that go? Well, my wife didn't like, and I didn't like me doing emails till three in the morning every night mm-hmm. because that was, I mean, that was my reality, um, which is the reality for so many people um, when they first get in. Cause you just, you just don't know. And, and usually when you get successful in real estate, it, you're not prepared for it. Like it just, you know, you, you catch lightning in a bottle and things are working and you just kind of figure it out on the fly. We're all still figuring things out every day, but especially as a new agent, you're just like, oh my gosh. So um, that that was very stressful for me because um, I was always, you know, I was out on appointments all day. So I'd come home, I would check in on the wife and I'd have to go and do emails to mm. like the transaction management stuff, all the things that 
um, we, we just have to do right away. So um, why I wanted to, or, or what got me thinking about building a team is I just, it, it kind of happened organically. I just had too much business by, I think it was year two or three. Um, I just had too many, um, the, the, the big thing that actually unlocked it was um, business partners. So hmm. for the longest time, you know, I would just take any leads that I had, any buyer leads or clients, and I would just pass them off to the loan officer in the office um, because that's just what we did when I was at my previous brokerage. Um, and then one day I'm just like, there's got to be like an easier way to like get business because I have to grind for every single buyer. Like I wasn't getting sent any referrals yet. It was too early in my career. And so it just kind of, my brain kind of got unlocked to, well, I'm going to try to send some business to people who also send business back to me. And so I, I stumbled upon a few of those and um, they started sending me lots of business and it just became too much. So um, I had it in my mind, I was going to, I had to add an agent. And back then I was going to add a buyer's agent. I was going to pay them really badly because that's just like what it was. It wasn't, I wasn't choosing to do that, but when looking back, I'm like, that was bad, you know, but that's just, that was how new teams were. Like nobody really knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sitting there and I was lucky enough that my dad's office was right across the hall from me. And I, I liked that. I wanted to be near him because I liked to just pick his brain and, and hear his, whatever he would say. And the door was open and he was talking to my first team member my first agent I ever added. Um, her name is Alex Murray. She's an amazing agent with Edina Realty. And um, I'm sitting there listening, and she's just, like, saying every single thing that I would say. Like, like mm -hmm. when I was, like, asking her, like, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you see yourself? That type of stuff. You know, how do you, how do you operate on a daily basis? And I'm just, like, kind of, like, pretending like I was typing, but, like, <laughs> totally eavesdropping on this conversation. And I'm just, like, oh, my gosh, she's me. Like, but as a female, the female, yeah, you, yeah. So a, way, a way better version of me. Um, but I uh, definitely right right then and there, I was like, I have to make sure I approach her about it. And I happen to have a lot of leads that I just couldn't service. So it was like, hey, do you want to just come in and you can kind of run with these these leads and, and give yourself a lot of business right away. And I think that first year she sold like 24 houses with me. Wow. Um, so that was a great experience for her. Um, stepping back just one, one, uh, step, I, my, my first hire was my now COO. Um, she's had many titles over the years, but, uh, <laughs> the lovely Kayla Coleman, um, she, so I, I was swamped drowning in emails and just the, the mundane daily stuff that you just have to do as a realtor. And, uh, I, I put, uh, an ad out which looking back at some of these ads is just so funny because back then there was no Canva. I was using like yes. Publisher. Like, do you guys ever use Publisher? It was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. Like you could not make anything look pretty with Publisher. Um, but yeah, I put out an ad um, and another eight, another manager from another Edina Realty office uh, named Tammy Roach um, interviewed her and decided uh, they had too many candidates at that point. So they didn't bring her in, but she passed her off to me and sat down with Thank her. Thank goodness for Tammy. Oh my gosh, I owe so much to Tammy just for that connection because my life would change overnight when I met Kayla and I hired her. Um, and there, and it's just, it's interesting how it all works out because there's a few other people I was considering. They weren't ready to do it. One of them 
um, actually ended up becoming a very successful realtor. Um, and it just kind of like fell into my lap of like, all right, Kayla's the obvious choice. Um, and yeah, she would drive from Farmington to Blaine every day for me. Wow. Yep, that's commitment. And I even asked her, I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? Because that's a long drive. She's like, I like driving, so I don't mind it. I'm like, okay. And she's been with me ever since. And I can't imagine my business or life without her at this point. Like she is the reason my team is successful is because of her. If I didn't have her, I know I wouldn't be able to keep nearly as many agents around or attract as many team members because she's just the glue that holds it all together, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was super fortunate. I actually had an assistant before her for like a month and it just didn't work out, but found her, everything took off from there. Is she still driving from Farmington to Blaine? I found her, uh, I found her house closer. (laughs) Okay. Um, But now she would like to get further away from people. She likes the land and stuff. So she might be driving a little further again (laughs) soon here, but no, she's not driving from Farmington, but she's still, um, you know, she would do anything for our team and me, and that's why I love her, you know. Yeah, very well said. And it's always so important to have the right person, and it makes a huge difference, especially work. being a team lead. Yeah, it doesn't work without the right. Like, people ask me all the time, well, what's, like, the first hire? And, like, a part of me now wants to say a virtual assistant. I think that is the right hire. But to grow the team, you need that in-house director. And they need to be, like, wired the same as you in a way otherwise honestly it's just gonna fall apart eventually you know so it's such an important hire and I just got super lucky. Tyler how did you decide initially with Kayla what her role would be on the team what she would do versus what you would do? That's a great question Um, out of desperation (laughs) (laughs) out of I don't want my wife to dislike me anymore. So um, like day one, it was so funny. I'm like, so here's the deal. I'm going to give you my email, sign in and password, and you're just going to go in and start chipping away. And right like, away you did that first day so you gave her a lot that's a lot of trust right there lots of trust yeah first day i just couldn't i couldn't do it you know i'm like there's no way i can keep up with this and i i mean at this at this point in my career kayla could hack into anything that i have <laughs> so kayla please don't um but i mean like that that's the trust like and, and it and it kind of happened really quickly i just gave her everything that i could to just kind of try to take things off my plate so it started with just like get into my email and then help me with transactions. So she was like, she was just doing the transaction coordination stuff, you know, like following up with the loan officer and making sure our clients get to closing successfully or in closing gifts. But then also like, Hey, if there's any like easy emails in here, just like pretend you're me and please respond because I just can't get to them. So that has evolved immensely over the years um, where, you know, we've needed training and um, like, she actually, it took five years about, because she's been with me for six years now, it took five years to get to the point where we could offload transaction coordination to someone else. Mm. So she she's kind of in this weird spot right now where she's like, well, what's my new role? And like, we're working through that, but she just needs to be um, helping me with bigger picture items at this point because she's so valuable. She has so much knowledge. It's like, I can't have you doing transaction stuff all day. Sure. You know? So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that was out of just pure desperation. And I think when you talk to a lot of team leaders or, or just people in general that have been um, successful building, building a business, they, a lot of it is you can't forecast what you're going to 
do in two months from now. Like it's just, all I know is I need to have the right person that sees a vision and can help me grow it. And then we'll just kind of pivot. And it was messy and sloppy and I made lots of mistakes. Um, and, but it was all a learning experience where hopefully now I can, you know, pass that information and knowledge on to other people and help them not make those mistakes. So, yeah. Cause I was going to ask like, what is, as you've grown your team mm-hmm. is challenges come with it. Challenges come with growth. No yeah. matter what, even if growth is the, you know, good, it's still challenges come, right? So right. what would you say the biggest challenges are when growing a team that you could give like a tangible tip yeah. of, I guess, um, I did this and it didn't work for me. And so it might not work for you. Right. Um, I do think the order of, of who, you, what position you hire is important because I think a lot of people want to add a team member first without hiring like an assistant, like, cause they're, they're so busy. Right. And they're like, well, I don't want to go on all these appointments anymore. I want to, I just need to bring in another agent to like take this on. I personally feel like that's a, a little bit of a mistake because the agent that you bring on will be grateful for the extra business that you're giving them. But they're not going to be able to take things off their plate. You're going to make them more stressed out. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you're giving them more business, which is awesome, but now you don't have anybody to do the other stuff that us agents shouldn't be focused on. Agents should be doing what I call a $1,000 an hour work, and everything else should be um, given to staff. You know, And so I think as frustrating as it may be to get to a point where you're so stressed and you're so busy that now I'm going to add another, I'm going to, I'm going to spend minimum $60,000 to bring in an assistant and then I have to train them mm-hmm. and then I have to deal with, are they the right person? And I go, got to go through all the interviews. I got to do this. I got to do that. It is still the right move to get that foundation built so that then you can now bring in other people because this person can help you train or can take things off their plate and there's value there. Yeah. So then it feels more comfortable as you're growing your team. It's not like, okay, we can't have another person come on because it's like, okay, we're already at max where now you have the systems and tools in place that you can bring anyone on and it's smooth sailing. It's better than it would be. That's for sure. That's never perfect. That's for sure. Um, But yeah, so um, I would say to anybody out there that's thinking about starting a team, you need to bring in staff first. Now, you don't want to go too heavy on staff, but you want to bring in staff, uh, start to establish a few things, and then go to other agents with your value add. If if your value add is only, hey, I have leads for you, like that's, we get a 10 or 15 calls a day about that, you know? So I don't think that that's, and then, and then maybe that attracts them, right? Maybe that works, but I just don't know if you're going to keep them around for the long haul, if that's all you've done. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure there's people out there that can say that they did it the other way and it worked out great. But just in my experience, I can't imagine building a team without a solid core of people that like share the same vision as me. And then because agents, we're, we're all crazy. Like we all, <laughs> <laughs> we all have our own issues and our own visions and our own things. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to align perfectly with every, with any agent probably. We all have something that we want to do differently. But if you can find the right uh, core to your team that all shares the same vision, then it becomes easy to like attract your or, or uh, find your tribe, I guess. Yeah. And what about 
like leadership is a passion, yeah. right? And so what would you say the biggest reward is? Cause I feel like, um, in my experience, at least with like leadership, it's like the, you know, it's not always like the great pat on the back, right? right. Like you, it's the little wins that you kind of have to find to continue to motivate or kind of go forward. So yep. what would you say for you is the biggest like reward or. Man, that's a good question. Load, loaded question. It's yeah, I, there's a lot. Um, I, <laughs> I think my team would all tell you I enjoy the pats on the back. Um, we did a personality test like last week and I'm what's called an achiever on the Enneagram test which basically means that I love leading, but I love being told that I'm doing a great job, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which that's spot on. Because um, when you're a team leader, especially at this point in my career where I am not selling as many houses personally as I once was, you know, two years ago, I sold 80 homes myself. The year um, last year, I sold 60 houses myself. This year, my goal just that I picked for managing time was like 30, 35. That seems like not great for me, for someone that was selling more than that a couple years prior. And so you start there, there's, it's a very thankless position being a team leader. It really is because you're, 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 um, you're buying time, right? Like that's, that's the big mm -hmm. benefit of mm -hmm. being a team leader. You are, you are giving up money for time, mm -hmm. which I'm all for while my kids are young and I need to be there for them. But internally, the team leader is usually a fiery, competitive person, you know, and, and, and they want to kind of want the glory they want. That's just how us team leaders are. Um, and so it is very thankless um, because the agents, rightfully so, they need to focus on themselves. I, I built the team so they can focus on themselves. Um, so I guess the, the best way to answer your question is like the, there are a ton of like little wins. Um, I just enjoy just watching them grow into not even like that they get a closing or anything like that, but just like taking little steps like that are because our, then our training, the things I'm saying is somewhat working. It's not falling on deaf ears mm -hmm. um, when I can see someone like. Like, so I say my dad said this to me, um, and if I can give a tip to any agent out there, this is the tip. Be the obvious choice. Okay, just remember that. Be the obvious choice. And my dad said it to me when I first started, and I was so annoyed with him. <laughs> so I'm like, "What the heck are you talking about? Be the obvious choice. How do I do that? You know, what do I, what am I supposed to do? Who's going to work with an 18 year old kid with a baggy suit? Like, this is not going to happen, Dad. It's like just be the obvious choice. And um, so what what that means is whatever you're doing, whether you're doing social media, you're on a listing appointment, you're at a wedding and with a bunch of uh, your friends. If you're plopped down in the middle of a room, you need to make sure you're the obvious choice for people in that room who have a real estate need, hmm. period. So just make it happen, you know? And so I say that all the time to my team members. Like, they probably get really annoyed with me, you know, because my dad said it to me and I know how I felt. <laughs> um, but I would I say that and then now I hear my agents starting to say that. And it's just like little things like that, like those little wins because... Mm -hmm. Just because you don't put a closing up on the board that month or something doesn't mean that you're not making big strides with your mindset or just in general. Your growth. Yeah. So I think just having those little wins is awesome. Um, and we always celebrate the big wins too. But like um, I just I sincerely enjoy watching them grow. And I think that's why I enjoy being a team leader because 
it's more about the journey or like the process for me mm-hmm. versus like when they get to the point where they're selling 20, 30 houses a year, you know, like I'm pumped for them, but it's not as exciting as when I'm watching someone go from like, I'm struggling to pay my bills mm-hmm. to I have a sustainable business. Like that, that part is so fun for me. So Tyler, when you're evaluating somebody that you want to add to your team, mm-hmm. um, what, what I think is cool about your, I mean, your, it's your namesake, right? I mean, it's your team, right. it's your brand. What is your process for that? And how do you um, differentiate potential candidates and evaluate and then end up making making a hire? Right. Great question. Um, Again, when you first kind of start, you're just kind of grabbing, just grasping at straws for that that answer. Like you don't even necessarily know what your culture is. Um, So again, I think the people, the agents out there that are like, you know, so selective right away, I would just be like, be open because there may be personalities that mesh better with you than you think Mm -hmm. just on paper. But, um, you know, I think a good one for me is, um, I think you can tell a lot about a person through their social media, even though sometimes it's, you know, uh, fabricated or whatever, you know, we all know how the, the Facebook life is different than real life. Yeah, real mm-hmm. reality versus perception. But just, you can see their personality, you know? And for us, like, I mean, we're, we're from Blaine, right? Blaine Tucky. We're not, um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not the, uh, you know, the other uh, fancier areas. Uh, Blaine's a great community and I love it, but it's very um, down to earth, you know? And so for me, it's like people that don't take themselves too seriously, um, that are fun, that are that are visible on social media is very important to me. Family um, oriented? Very family oriented, yeah. Our, so when I talk to people in our interview process, when we get to that point, I always talk to them about... Um, you know, work-life balance and stuff. And I know people say that all the time, but like on our team, I require a day off, like during the week. It's in your voicemail, it's in your email, you're off. If you want to if you want to work, great, but I'm not going to expect you to work that day. Yeah, I know your day's Wednesday. My day is Wednesday. No one take my day, it's Wednesday. <laughs> um, but like, it's been that way forever. And I think when, um, when we're sitting there talking to people um, about joining our team, you know, what I what I want to stress to them is you will be successful on the team, but you also have to have um, the right like personality for what we do because like we're really sphere focused, meaning we work with a lot of people that know, like, and trust us. We don't do a ton of, um, you know, uh, cold calling and things like that. So it's just finding the right fit that yes, is family oriented, but also wants to work hard. Um, cause what we do takes a lot of work. So, uh, one tip I would have for everybody for hiring, um, agents is use, um, the website wise hire, uh, wise hire is a great, and it's W I Z E hire. Uh, it's a great website because, um, it, it connects to a bunch of the typical, you know, um, hiring websites, but it also mixes in a disc personality test. Um, and the, the personality test is like very important to me, um, mm-hmm. where if they, if they apply and we get applications probably, you know, three or four a week at this point, um, most of them are newer agents, like looking to just get in the industry. But if they aren't a good personality fit, just to be an agent in general, meaning you want to have a high eye, which mm-hmm. is gregarious. You can work a room, right? You're a people person and you want to have like a relatively high D you don't want to be the too controlling of a person, but you need to be able to take action. Um, though the, that software will just straight up 
tell me like they're not a good fit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then if they have experience in real estate, I still might talk to them, but um, I would be definitely asking around um, from other people that might know them and just like tell me more about them. Do you take ISs? Um, yeah, we would. I have a couple agents on our team that are like, like one of my agents is like a six I. I've never seen an I that low. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who you are. I'm not going to call you out. But like, they're not that way in real life. But on the test, they got a, a low I, but very high in SNC. So like, they're like almost like a perfect assistant, you know? Mm-hmm. But that agent um, takes very good care of their clients too. And I think it has a lot to do with that. But that agent will also uh, let me push their boundaries to to make their eye a little higher, mm-hmm. you know, and they always show up. They always work hard. So like the disc test is a great indicator. But at the end of the day, it's it's you got to if you have a gut feeling about somebody, you kind of just have to take it, you mm-hmm. know. So I hope that answered the question. Totally agree with that. Uh, so not so long ago, you switched brokerages. I did. Um, talk to us a little bit about that decision, how that benefited you. You're coming up on a year uh, now. We just talked about in September, yep. right? So give us uh, give us some insight on what that process was like. Yeah, I mean, what a year to, to change, right? Good <laughs> Lord. Um, nothing happened. Interest rates didn't jump up 3% in one month. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it. so going back before that, I mean, so I was at, Dino Realty, a fantastic brokerage. Um, they're the, still the number one brokerage in Minnesota for production. Um, love all those people there. Um, it was nothing about the people at all. It was just when when I got to the point where our team was the number one team in, in units at the company, um, I just, I needed more guidance on how I can go from where I'm at today to where I see other people at, where they are selling thousands of houses it just doesn't even um, register in my brain how that was possible and so um, made the difficult decision to uh, leave Edina Realty um, and it was very difficult because my dad is is still there and uh, you know he didn't love that decision um, at the time but I knew I knew he understood it and respected it you know so um, made made that made that decision it also uh, was a difficult transition because a few team members I thought were coming with me didn't come with me. So mm. um, that made it even more difficult. Um, but honestly, uh, I know a lot of people say this and it's so cliche, but I wouldn't change it because um, looking at where our team has gone since last September to now, just from an internal systematic, just kind of how we run things, right? Um, what the expectations are, what our training looks like, like how we communicate via Zoom a lot of times or via, we have a Slack channel that I, that you know, we tried doing some of this stuff um, with at my previous brokerage with my core group of agents we had and it was, you know, not widely recepted or received um, and it would have made my job as a team leader more difficult. So like, Everything happens for a reason. I say that to my clients all the time in real estate, and I truly believe that what happened um, and with my transition was for a reason, and it Mm -hmm. was to allow us to go in the direction that is best fit for our business plan. So um, why did I choose EXP? Um, This could be a whole nother three-hour-long podcast. (laughs) I will try to keep it brief. Um, I like to talk, unfortunately, so I apologize, but... 
I mean, the, the biggest thing is when you are an agent at any other brokerage, you are every agent's competition in that office. Mm. Like, unless they're on your team, but then you're still kind of competition. I mean, but obviously there's really nice, amazing agents out there that um, will always help. I was one of those guys at Edina Realty. I would help anybody that ever asked me anything. I would never not share something with them. But at the end of the day, you're still competition with anyone else in that office, right? You're in the same marketplace competing over the same buyers and sellers, and you've got to wonder if they're sharing everything with you or not, right? Mm -hmm. So eXp has an amazing business model where when you join eXp, you designate a sponsor, and then you also become partners with that sponsor and six other people at the company that are above them, I guess, in the line of partners. And so what that means is at eXp, the, the brokerage takes 50% of their revenue, which last year was a billion dollars, and gives it back to their agents to help other agents in the company. So every agent is financially incentivized by eXp to ensure the people below them in the line that they have brought to the company succeed and sell houses. So to me, that was like, okay, I can join this this company. Um, I will have direct business partners now versus just other agents in the office. Like they are in business with me um, to help me grow and to help me succeed. And that that was like just the, the beginning of like, okay, this is different than everything else I've ever heard of. Um, and also I was very um, excited about the fact that I can get paid three different ways doing my the same job I'm doing as a realtor anywhere else, mm-hmm, right? Where mm-hmm. you only can get paid one way. Mm-hmm. So at eXp, you can you have revenue share through helping other agents at the company. Um, you also get stock options. So you're able to buy stock at a discount. You get rewarded stock for lots of different things. Um, you get your commission, your, your uh, commission cap with the company given back to you in stock. So like there's all these amazing things, right? And um, so that part was attractive, but overall it was the fact that I can align myself with people and, and I can give a shout out to so many people, but I can align myself with someone like Parker Pemberton, who's down in the Apple Valley area. He's six months older than me and went from 200 units two years ago to a thousand this year. Mm-hmm. And like, let that sink in. Mm-hmm. And from like 15 team members to 60. Okay. And it didn't just happen because he's a genius. Now, Parker's very smart, but Parker was smart enough to align himself with people like Kyle Whistle out in San Diego, who's the number two most influential social media realtor in the country. Daniel Beer is another agent out in San Diego that is the top commission earning agent and team at all of EXP in the entire world. Um, both of those are my direct business partners. So I could call Kyle Whistle right now. He'll answer. We'll chat. We'll be done. And I'll have something to work on for the next month. Mm. You know, And like to have that access to the right people is why I was like, I can't unsee this. It's so crazy to me that I can go and get a business plan to go from me selling 80 houses a year myself to Tyler, you're going to sell like 10 houses a year, but your team's going to sell a thousand. Like that didn't exist. It doesn't exist in real estate. Like unless you have a really good friend that's willing to 
meet with you constantly, or you could pay lots of money for coaching mm-hmm. um, and little things like that where like the, the three guys I just mentioned, Kyle, Dan, and uh, Parker are all actually coaches that charge $3,000 an hour. You know, I get them for free um, mm-hmm. because of just joining this partnership. And there's, I mean, there's so many other reasons, but that was the big one of just like, I can align myself with the people who are doing things better uh, than me in real estate. And, and I don't have to do everything that they do, but I can pick and choose from each person um, the things that align with me that then I can bring it back to my team. And they're like willing and open to share everything, right? It's not a competitive thing. It's no. it's a collaboration thing. It's they want you to. Right. That's the thing that like, you know, a lot of people when I made the transition, they were like, oh, they're going to they're going to stop, stop helping you as soon as you get there. And uh, it, they're just whining and dining you and, you know, whatever. And, and and I understand that because that is typical, like in in real estate, especially like you kind of win someone over and then you just that's it. Um but again, they usually, I also have something of value to help them with. Um, and it just becomes this, this partnership that is, I don't know, indescribable. When I was at um, my previous brokerage, wh- lots of wonderful people there, but um, maybe didn't have the exact same mindset as me with a lot of things. you know. And so now I'm surrounded by people who they either have the same mindset as me or like even in a whole nother world, like uh, Nate Plash is a partner of mine. He owns 160 doors, like rental property doors. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like I have two. And I was like, I'm doing big things. I got two rental properties. And then he's like, yeah, I I have 160 doors. And that's what Nate Plash sounds like, by the way. I love him. Um, He's like, yeah, bro, 160 doors. And, uh, And you're just like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? How do you do that? And you hear what he did. And it just, your mind explodes. Your mind is open to this whole other universe that didn't exist one second ago. And that's what being in the right room, what the right people does for you. And that's why we had to go to EXP. Had to. And then what wonderful, I don't want to say necessarily leverage, but then like for people to be on your team is totally you have access mm-hmm. as well, uh, like more knowledge and tips and tricks that you can also pass down. Right. And that's a huge part that I make sure all of my team members are aware of. Like we do, um, we have a couple weekly masterminds, uh, one with our big national partnership with like Kyle Whistle and Dan Beer and all those guys. And then we have uh, the Minnesota partnership underneath Parker is called the North Star Alliance. Um, so we do a weekly mastermind as well that all of our team members can tap into. Um, I mean, I was watching a video last night about from uh, John Glutch, who's another partner out in, he has, he has a team in three states. So think about that. That's mm-hmm. again, your mind just explodes, right? Mm-hmm. Like right, how, and he runs his team with, get this, he has 20 to 25 virtual assistants. He has like, he has a couple in-house people too, but he has 25 virtual assistants from the Philippines and um, India. Wow. And they're all like, and, and actually he's the reason I was able to get up enough courage to hire a VA because he talked about them so eloquently and like that they're like members of the family and the team and stuff like that. And all I ever thought about them was just like opposite of that, you know, just like, Oh, I never will see them, whatever. But he told me about them in a, in a big mastermind meeting with a bunch, like a hundred of the top producers in the, in the country were there at EXP. 
and he was talking about all these VAs, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm totally missing out on like what this would do for those people. You know, if you hire someone from the Philippines, you change their life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they're very loyal and excited to work with you and they're great people, you know. And so I don't know. There's just so much um, that, yes, our team members can tap into, but it's endless the amount of things that like a team leader can like learn from a group like that. And that is the last thing I'll say about EXP is the reason that some people don't have a great experience at EXP, it's not the brokerage. It's who you join matters more than anything. Because if someone, like if you just were like, I'm going to become a realtor and I'm just going to join EXP, the person you designate as the sponsor ties you into whatever line of partners you're with. And if and if you're in a line of partners that you know, maybe most of them, all they do is just recruit agents all day. They only sell maybe five, 10 houses a year. None of them run a team um, or a couple of them are retired or whatever. Like your experience will be so much more different than mine. Hmm. And so you'll see people go to EXP and then they leave sometimes and they'll be like, oh, there wasn't support. There wasn't this, there wasn't that. It's only because of who they joined because the brokerage itself is actually great. Like it's very, there's always someone to help us, but I can see someone get very discouraged if they're like, I want to learn how to sell houses. And people are like, call these agents and recruit them. Mm. Right? Like that's not what they signed up for. So um, word of wise to anyone out there that's that's considering a brokerage change. Like when if you are considering EXP, don't just join anyone. Do your research. Figure out who their upline partners are. Figure out what, what value they all bring to the table. Um, because that will change your business overnight. For the for the good or the bad, if you choose the wrong one. Very well said. So, yeah, Tyler. Before we go, I have to ask you about um, we're we're in a market that's shifting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's big changes. Um, there's always some stat that we read every day that scares us. Mortgage applications right. at a 22 year low. Um, as you are sort of looking out into the to the future, short run, maybe the rest of this year and mm-hmm. into next year, maybe give our listeners your outlook on on the local Twin Cities real estate yeah. market here. Great question. Um, I look at it with um, immense excitement. Um, I think we are going back into reality. Um, I think we are going back into the market that who you work with matters. Um, and your partnerships. Yep. And well, and as a, as a, as a client, you know, as a, as a consumer out there, the realtor you choose is going to matter now mm-hmm. where, and it still mattered, um, on the buy side for sure. And over the last two years, but on the list side, like it matters. And I can, we have stats that show we were still making our clients more money than almost any realtor out there. However, your house was going to sell if your dog listed the property, you know, <laughs> like it was going to sell, there was just, it was supply and demand. So I, I understood that, but this is the market that I built my business in the more balanced market. The one where like, if you work harder than everybody else, you can thrive where you can be the obvious choice, that type of thing. So, um, I look at it as, you know, this is a, this is a necessary shift. We all saw coming again, when you're connected to the right people, um, like I am with within the um, fast forward movement at EXP and North Star Alliance, like we saw this coming back in like March. Um, so we were prepared for it. And um, 
started making some uh, sh- uh, adjustments for the shift. But, um, you know, it's, it's still, um, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy at all. And we're going to see, we saw for the first time, I think it was in April or May. It was the first time in the last, I don't want to say it wrong, but 12, 15 years, somewhere in there, that the, the national count of real estate agents went down. You know, first time in like 15 years or whatever. That's crazy to me. Like it was going up every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see that a lot. People are going to get out because we've had so many people enter the industry over the last two and a half years because of how quote unquote easy it seemed. And they honestly, you know, don't, if they're not on the right team, if they're just by themselves, if they're not in the right office, like they're not going to understand what's happening or what happened to all of their business. They're not going to get it. They're just going to think, oh, I just thought we just listed houses and they sold and it was 40,000 over and they never, I mean, think about the people that joined two years ago. And I have, I've had a few on my team that recently had this happen that they've never had a price reduction conversation Mm. with their client ever. They don't even know how to do it. And it's like, if you're not on the right team around the right people to handle like the, the new market, which is just the old market, um, then yeah, I think people are going to kind of panic and you're going to see a lot of those headlines. You're going to see the the doom and gloom side of things more, but it's not true. There's so many opportunities out there for both buyers and sellers right now, which I'm super excited about because for a while there it was, I mean, you work with a buyer, you don't know if they're even going to get a house. Like that's not even a fair, that's just not, that's not good for anyone, you know? So now any buyer that we would sign today to work with our team, I guarantee you can get a house, which is nice to be able to, be able to say that again, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, um, you know, we're obviously dealing with some inflation right now. We're trying to curb that. And uh, I saw some of the more recent reports, um, you know, that they actually overestimated it this last time, I think. So we should maybe see some, we're starting to see a pullback on rates a little bit. Um, but I'm sure that will change and we have the political season coming up here. So, you know, it's going to get crazy again, like it always does, but it's cyclical. And I think if you, if you just surround yourself with the right people and, um, you know, do the right actions every single day, you will easily make your business recession proof or shift proof and you can always pivot, you know, like, so I'm not worried about it. But it is, uh, you have to have the right leadership in place. Otherwise, you may be behind the eight ball. And there will be lots of people leaving the industry because it's just not, um, this industry is not for everyone, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not a bad thing. Like, the, the last thing I want to see is an agent grinding it out, not making any money. You know, at some point, it's just like, hey, this just isn't for you. You're not the right personality fit. We should probably get you into something else, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I think there's a lot of opportunities for investment properties right now. Um, man, so many. I mean, I wish I had a bazillion dollars. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Does everybody? Um, but there's probably one person listening that doesn't want a bazillion dollars. Um, but like, you can go and find a $300,000 house, four bed, two bath, anywhere right now. Okay. And you can buy it. Doesn't even have to be a bad one. Just buy it. Could be flipped. 300,000, four bed, two bath, put 20% down, you're going to make $1,000 a month on rent. You could do that every month and then you don't have to work anymore. Like that's what's out there right now because the rental market's going up like six, 7%, I think, um, right now, 
while house prices currently are increasing by like one to two percent. So it's it's uh, there's great opportunity for everybody that made all that money in 2000, 2021, 2022. Um, hopefully they saved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they can go and um, create that passive income that is the key, I think, to happiness or in your business. Yeah. And I, I, what I appreciate about your perspective is I think in our in our business, it's really easy to to buy into the doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I listened to a speech from the Minneapolis uh, area uh, Association of Realtors economist. Mm a couple of weeks ago. And if you just look at the amount of real estate that's still being traded today, it's still pretty good. It's like great, the, yeah. the actual units being bought and sold. Yeah. Right. So I think if, if I'm hearing you, it's surround yourself with the right people. That sounds so easy, but it's not it's simple. It's the hardest thing in the world. It, it, it really, really is. is. You don't just be the dumbest person at the table. Just make yourself the dumb. If you're the smartest person, just get up and leave. Like it's, you're not going to get smarter at that table. You know what I mean? You're just, you're, you need to find people that make you uncomfortable all the time in a good way. So well said. And I think it's making sure you're evaluating that routinely, you know, and and who am I surrounding myself with Mm -hmm. and then control what you can control, Yep. which is your effort, your work ethic, Yep. how you're doing your job, how you're treating your customers. If you do those two things, even in any market, we can be successful. Yeah. And, and, um, I think what makes the answer to your question, um, more like positive from me, for example, um, is I think if you've, you got to find people that yes, they're surrounded by the right people, but you also have to find people that have a huge why, you know, and I know you guys have talked about that on previous mm-hmm. podcasts, I believe, but like people's whys are such, can I swear? Sure. Or such yes. bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Like get a bigger why when you think about your why, if it doesn't move you to tears to disappoint whatever that why is, your why sucks. Get a bigger why. And if you get a big enough why, you find something you truly like will not allow to go poorly, you will find opportunities in everything. You you don't you won't it doesn't even cross your mind to to fail. You're not gonna fail. Winners win and people with big whys are winners. And so for me, it's always been, it's always been my family. Um, it's, it's evolved over the years. It's okay for your why to change. It's okay for your why to not be, you know, before it was financial freedom for my family. I don't know if we're like there, but we're fine, you know? Um, so now it's like, well, okay, I kind of accomplished that one a little bit. What do I do now? What's next? Now it's, you know, I want to, I want to leave a legacy for my family, create a legacy for my family. And that's a whole different ball game. That's not a two year plan. That's like 30 years. So that one will motivate me for a while. But um, yeah, I just, I just think you got to have a why. And I'm thankful that my why is so big. And I think and I know that that's been this um, big motivating thing behind my business forever. And that's, I owe a lot to like, having such support from my family and, and, uh, you know, just for or them allowing me to try to build something great for them because it's it's what motivated me to to this to get to this point and nowhere near done you know so a uh, big shout out to my beautiful wife Ashley and my kids Jameson and Ariana I love you guys very much and thank you for inspiring me every day I love that 
Where can people find you? Where can people find me? Oh, geez. Um, well, I'm I'm not. I'm the unofficial sponsor of White Claw. So, <laughs> <laughs> White Claw, Let's if you're get listening, you an come on. Sponsorship. How yeah, many? Yeah. How much do I have to talk about White Claw before I get a repeat customer a sponsorship <laughs> here? Um, but no, I. Uh, I would say they, I mean, obviously you can find me on social media. So I think uh, for me, because I am a older millennial now, almost 36, um, Facebook is still my preferred choice, even though I'm talking to, I, I hired a guy the other day. His name's Brady. He's going to be a badass. He's an awesome guy, but he didn't have an active Facebook account when I hired him. And I'm like, that goes against every fiber <laughs> of my being. <laughs> and like my business plan is like social media, you know? And, uh, I mean, kudos to him though. I hired him and day one, he's posting on Facebook, you know what I mean? So, but like, yeah, Facebook for me, cause I'm old, uh, would be fantastic, but I'm on, I'm on all the things. I'm with the kids on the old TikTok. Uh, I'm even on Snapchat, even though I despise Snapchat, um, Instagram's great, but you know, you can always just go to our website, tylermillerteam.com. Um, and, and we'll put all your information in our show notes. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, though, I'll say this to anybody that's listening. Don't be a stranger. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed just talking to people and helping people. Like, I, I think that's one thing that ha I've definitely identified about myself um, over the years of, like, you know, it, it was all about, okay, I need to I need to succeed as a realtor. Okay, now I'm running a team and I want to help them. And then it became, like, the business partner thing. And it just kind of evolved to, like, I just feel like I'm I'm meant to be a connector and like a mentor of some sort to people. And like, I don't know, I, I just I enjoy that. Like people, I'll meet with people I've never talked to. They, they maybe have sold two houses and they're like, hey, can we meet for coffee? I just want to pick your brain. Absolutely. Like I'm never too big or too busy for that. So anybody that's out there, if you're like, just have a random question or anything, like please reach out. Um, you will get a response. It will be from me, not my assistant. And um, I will make sure to help however I can because that's what I always have wanted from other people in my career. You know, so I just have to kind of pay it forward. Very well said. Well, thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thanks for coming on, Tyler. Yeah, this was uh, an amazing experience. Thank you guys very much. Um, very first podcast and uh, I enjoyed it immensely. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the All American Dream Podcast. We hope you loved it as much as we did. For more content, please follow us on Instagram at All American Dream Podcast. We look forward to chatting with you soon.